about this is in the glow-in-the-dark books, when you're doing the devotions, like Brother Jeremiah said earlier today, you know, he has his jeans on, and uh, uh, I usually don't have my jeans on. And I still have my pajamas on, got my shirt on, so it's just, you know, up here. And, uh, but tonight I had to, had to wear, I guess I could have stayed behind the pulpit here, I would have been okay. And uh, I need a little dot to look at back there, there I found it, and uh, there we go. Um, I thought about bringing a glow-in-the-dark book up here with me tonight and just, you know, maybe give a devotion with that tonight. And uh, they are in, the new ones are in. They are here, and so like I said, uh, I think this morning, Junior Church and uh, you can get one at the school office. That's where they're at. They're a dollar, and uh, that doesn't even pay for uh, uh, the book itself. But, uh, you know, I just want you to want it. And uh, if you pay a dollar, I feel like you're going to read it. And uh, so our parents are going to make you read it or something. And I appreciate you that follow along with that, follow along with the, the devotions. And uh, one thing about, you know, nobody being in here, which is, is kind of nice, um, for years I, I got up to preach and I tell you, yeah, I got up and practice and there's nobody in the room. And I got to, I got to practice and everything went great. So I'm thinking tonight, hey, nobody's in the room. Hopefully everything will go great. <laughs> we'll see here in just a few minutes, uh, just a few minutes if it, if it does or not. But uh, then you think about who might be watching out there and, and you get a little bit nervous. But then one, another good thing is the fact that, uh, you know, even though you get a little bit nervous, you're out there. Nobody can, the camera's focused up here. So you can walk around, you can kind of move around and you kind of jump around and get some of those nerves out. And that was kind of nice too. And uh, I have realized, though, why we can't have drinks in the auditorium through this time. And uh, for many years, we probably have wanted to have drinks in the auditorium. And, and now I understand why. <clears throat> I believe the reason is the fact that some of you, even tonight while I'm speaking, will have a cup of coffee or you'll have your favorite drink there sitting there on the couch, enjoying, hopefully enjoying the message, and you'll have to use the restroom. And you'll get up in the middle of the service because nobody can see you. And you'll go to the restroom. Can you imagine if all thousand people that were in here on a Sunday morning, okay, 450, had water or drinks, and they all got, started getting up at different times? What a distraction that would be. You know, it's even a distraction, the one or two that get up and uh, have to use the restroom during that time. And I always wonder um, if they're thinking about the visitor that's sitting behind them that maybe doesn't know Jesus Christ as their personal Savior. Maybe they're into the message and they get up and, you know, anyway, that's why we don't have drinks in the auditorium. And uh, so, but it does remind me of the time. I really have nothing after that. I just thought you might get a kick out of that because I've heard other people say it and they always laugh. And uh, so anyway, um, if you do have your Bibles, which I hope you do, take, take them, turn to John chapter 20 this, mor- this evening, and uh, this morning, this evening, whenever you're watching this, it could be in the morning when you're watching this, and, and uh, John chapter 20, I do appreciate the opportunity uh, to preach tonight, and I do hope I'll be a blessing to you. Uh, like I've said in the past, I do practice a couple times, I do, and one time it was so long, the other time it was so long, then it's getting longer and longer, then the more time we get to practice, we could be here for an hour, and uh, that would be amazing, and you know it's Brother John, you know it's not going to happen. But uh, John chapter 20, and we'll begin reading in verse 1, the Bible says, the first day of the week come with Mary Magdalene early, when it was yet dark, unto the sepulcher, and see at the stone taken away from the sepulcher. And she runneth and cometh to Simon Peter and to the other disciples, whom Jesus loved and said unto them, 
They have taken away the Lord out of the sepulcher, and we know not where they have laid him. Peter therefore went forth and that other disciple and came to the sepulcher. So they ran both together and the other disciple did outrun Peter and came first to the sepulcher. And he stooped down and looking in, saw the linen clothes laying yet when uh, went he not in. Then cometh Simon Peter following him and went into the sepulcher and seeth the linen clothes lie. And the napkin that was about his head, not laying with the linen cloths, but wrapped together in a place by itself. Then went in also that other disciple, which came first to the sepulcher, and he saw and believed. For as yet they knew not the scripture, that he must rise again from the dead. Then the disciple went away again unto their own home. But Mary stood without the sepulcher, weeping. And as she wept, she stooped down and looked into the sepulcher and seeth two angels in white sitting, one at the head and the other at the feet, where the body of Jesus had lain. And they say unto her, Woman, why weepest thou? She saith unto them, Because they have taken away my Lord, and I know not where they have laid him. And when she had thus said, she turned herself back and saw Jesus standing and knew not that it was Jesus. And Jesus saith unto her, Woman, why weepest thou? Whom seekest thou? She, supposing him to be the gardener, saith unto him, Sir, if you have done borne him hence, tell me where thou hast laid him, and I will take him away. Jesus saith unto her, Mary. She turned herself and turned unto him, Rabboni, which is to say, Master. Master. Let's pray. Dear Lord, I need your help tonight. Lord, I want you to use me. Lord, use my words. Lord, guide me, direct me. Lord, fill me tonight with your power, dear God. Lord, I want to be a blessing to people that are hearing this message, Lord. Lord, I thank you so much for loving us. Thank you for what you do in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. When I was asked to, to preach tonight, I couldn't help but think about it was the days after Easter. The days after the resurrection, uh, we had that week of where uh, Christ would, had been crucified and, and Christ had been beaten and, and whipped and a cat of nine tails and, and, and uh, his beard plucked out and, and uh, uh, he was spat upon. And I couldn't think, uh, help but think about that the time after the resurrection, after Christ had risen from the grave. And I thought, what are we going to do now? What are we going to do after? What, uh, what did Jesus do after the resurrection? I couldn't help. Uh, the title of the message tonight is, What Happens Now? What Do We Do Now? Or maybe it could be titled, Did I Pass the Test? Did I Pass the Test? When I think about the epidemic that's going on and everything that is going on this last month, I think, what is the Lord trying to teach me? What is the Lord trying to teach me in my life that I need to learn? Is there something that I'm supposed to be learning from this? We just finished Easter last Sunday and, and the days before were the days of, of mourning. The days of sadness. You think about that. You think of Jesus' friends and the disciples and the ones that love Jesus. And they're, they're there. They're crying. And they're, they're weeping and wailing. And thinking, man, somebody we love just died and was crucified. Sad to say that during this time of the epidemic, 
we have a time when people are in sadness. People are, are uh, in sadness. And I, I, I watched the news yesterday and, and I looked up there at how many people in the United States have passed away because of this epidemic. I looked at it earlier today and uh, before we uh, came into the auditorium here, over 40,000 just in America has passed away. Over almost 14,000 in New York. And I can't think of the sadness. You think of people that have lost jobs. People that have gotten sick in this time. So I think, what now? Hopefully, in just a few weeks, the epidemic will pass. Or eventually, it will pass. What are you in your life? What will happen now? Did you pass the test during this time? You know, I can't help but think that many of our lives have changed in some way, shape, or another. Have you taken this time maybe to get closer to God? Have you stopped and said, Lord, what are you trying to teach me? Lord, what is it today? Lord, what is it during this epidemic? Lord, what is it during this time that you are trying to teach me? I've said that to the Lord time and time again. Lord, what, what do I need to learn? What do I need to learn from this? Lord, I want to pass this test. Several years ago, there was this pastor and pastor... Uh, pastoring a church for many years his wife became sick and after several months she passed away and the pastor obviously was saddened by this but after she passed away he made mention I don't know what the Lord is trying to teach me I don't know what the Lord is trying to show me here but I want to pass the test I don't know what it is. I don't know. I don't understand what I'm going through right now. I don't understand the loss of my wife, but I want to pass the test. Listen, right now we're going through an epidemic. What is the Lord trying to teach you? What can you learn from this? We read here in John chapter 20, verse 11 to 16. That Jesus appears to Mary. Jesus appears to the disciples. He he appears to the followers. If you look at verse 16 again. The Bible says, Jesus said unto her, Mary, look at verse 15. Jesus said unto her, woman, why weepest thou? Whom seekest thou? She supposing him to be the gardener, saith unto him, sir, if thou have borne him hence, tell me what that has done, what has laid him, and I will take him away. And Jesus saith unto her, Mary. She turned herself and said unto him, Rabboni, which is to say, Master, Master, does he know your name? Point number one tonight, does he know your name? Does he know, has there been a time in your life that you have put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ? Look at John chapter 20 and look at uh, verse uh, 16. We just read that one. Verse 16, uh, uh, um, does he know your name? Uh, We sing that song, there's a new name written down in glory. Is your name written down in glory? Do you, when the, when the, uh, uh, um, you come to, to read your Bible and you, you come to pray and you hear the preaching and you hear that, you hear that name, John. John, does, does he know your name? Does he know your name? It, it's amazing to me that um, we have extra time on our hands. And I wonder if during this time, have you drawn closer to Christ? Have you taken this time with your as, as a family, as Christians, to draw closer to Christ during this time. I can't think and help but think, but you know, 
the gospel, I believe, is being put out more over Facebook and over YouTube and all different areas. Could this be maybe the last effort to get the gospel out? Could this be it before I believe the Lord's coming back soon? Could this be it? Listen, if he doesn't know your name, listen, get it settled tonight. Listen, if he doesn't know your name, listen, when the Lord, when I, during the preaching or whatever's going on, the Lord says, John, Master, Rabboni. Yes, what do you have for me, Lord? What is it? What is it that you have for me? I want to be able to do it. Listen, if you're not saved, listen, if you've never put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ, get it settled today. Number two, we see in John chapter 14, a couple pages back, John chapter 14. I'm sorry. Let's, uh, let's look, look at verse 19 first of that same chapter. Verse 19 the Bible says, Then the same day at evening, being the first day of the week, when the doors were shut, where the disciples were assembled for fear of the Jews, came Jesus and stood in the midst and saith unto them, Peace be unto you. He said, Peace be unto you. Verse 21, it said, Then said Jesus to them again, Peace be unto you, as my Father has sent me, even so send I you. And we see it in verse 26, the last part there, it says, Peace be unto you. Look at John chapter 14, verse 27. Verse 27, the Bible says, Peace I leave with you. My peace I give unto you. Not as the world giveth, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Peace. So this point number two is, peace be unto you. I do believe as Christians we can look at this time and have peace knowing that God is in control of everything. God's in control. We see in Proverbs 3, 5, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Brother Jeremiah made mention of it a few weeks ago. We, my wife and I were in Walmart and went up to the, the register there and the lady was going to help us. We started putting our stuff on the conveyor belt there and, and I asked the lady, said, how are you doing today? She goes, I'm just scared. I'm scared. I was like, ma'am, we just got to trust in the Lord. We just got to trust in the Lord. And she said, I know, I know that's what I'm supposed to do. I know that. I said, we just got to trust in the Lord. We hand her a track, invite her to church. Said, you can't come to church right now, but maybe down the road, you can come. Happened to be on the phone this week with a lady in Jamaica, uh, making tra some travel arrangements. And, and uh, uh, we were, I asked how she was doing. And she says, oh, we're doing pretty good. I said, all we can do is trust in the Lord. And she says, you're right. All we can do is trust in the Lord. And I brought up Proverbs 3, 5. And she, goes, she said, I was about to say the same thing. And then we started preaching back to each other. It was kind of nice to talk to somebody like that. Actually, nice to talk to somebody you could understand, but uh, uh, talking back and forth like that. And, uh, but listen, we're gonna, as, as a Christian we can have peace during this time. And during this time, we can have peace. The Lord says, his eye is on the sparrow. He knows the hairs on my head, even though there's not very many. He lets the wind blow where it listed. He calmed the storm when they're on the sea with the disciples. So as Christians, why can't we have peace? Knowing that God is in control. Knowing that God has this. Listen, I know sometimes it's tough. Sometimes it's hard to just sit back and say, okay, Lord, you're in control of this. Lord, you've got this. Listen, I tell you, he does. And I believe as a Christian, we can trust in him. Here, in verse 19, he, the disciples were afraid of the Jews. He said, peace be unto you. What are you afraid of? 
What are you afraid of? Are you afraid the fact that if you die, you're going to go to heaven? Man, that's pretty exciting. Man, that's exciting. Uh, uh, I thought it would be exciting, I would think. So as a Christian, I think the big problem is, is that we do not put our faith and trust in God. We don't trust the Lord. We, we, we want to guide ourselves. We want to lean into our own understanding. We look at this and we look at what's going on and it doesn't make sense to us. And I understand that. It doesn't make sense many times. Sometimes you can just speculate and, and look back and see, is it, is it, I have no idea. But my question was, what am I supposed to learn from this? Am, am I going to pass the test that we're going through this area, going through, I got to trust the Lord in this situation. I got to trust the Lord here. I want to pass the test in this area. Now turn to John chapter 21. John chapter 21, we see in verse 18. Verse 18, the Bible says, um, verse, look at verse 19. This spake he signifying by what death he should glorify God. And when he had spoken this, he said unto them, follow me, follow me. In verse 22, Jesus saith unto him, if I will that he tarry till I come, what is that to thee? Follow thou me. So point number three is follow him. Follow him. Follow Christ. Why why would we not just follow Christ? Why would we not just follow him? If the Bible be true, and I believe it is, and we read of all the miracles that Jesus did, all the miracles, we read the Bible, we see all the miracles that Christ did, why would we not just follow him i remember being in bible college and and a family would move from another state to come to bible college man he would the dad would quit his job quit a good job that he had and bring his family and move to bible college because he felt like the lord was calling him to do more calling him to serve god in a different way why why would he do that he followed christ he followed christ I believe that maybe some of the reasons that we will not follow Christ. Is it because we are scared about what Christ will ask us to do? Are we scared about what Christ, if I say, Lord, here's my life. Lord, I'll do it. Whatever you have for me, I'll do it. Are we scared about what Christ will have you to do? You look at chapter 21 and verse 6. And he said unto them, cast the net on the right side of the ship. And ye shall find. And they cast her, therefore, and now they were not able to draw it in. The multitude of fishes. Listen, sometimes we don't understand. Here are those fishermen. They, were, they fished all night. And they caught no fishes. All night long they fished and, and fished. And they came in and Christ comes up to them and says, Hey, just cast your net on the other side. <laughs> you don't know what you're talking about. We're fishermen. We've been doing this for a living. We've been doing this all our life. Listen, maybe times uh, we don't understand but are we scared of what Christ will ask us to do? We see the disciples, they cast their net on the other side. Their net was full of fishes. Don't miss out on the blessings of God because we're scared about what Christ will ask you to do if you just follow him. Number two, maybe it's because we're ashamed of our past. Maybe we won't follow Christ because we are ashamed of our past. Listen, I believe all of us can at one time or another say, man, I wish I would not have done that. 
Man, I wish I would not have done that. We think of Peter. He denied Christ three times. He denied Christ, yet God used him in a mighty way. We see David, and we know the story of David and what he did. Yet God used him. Listen, sometimes the devil throws a lie, and he makes us be, uh, feel bad about our past. And listen, listen, I'm going to press towards the mark. I'm going to press to what God has for us. One thing about my past, our past, is that I've asked the Lord to forgive us. I've asked the Lord to forgive me. Therefore, they're washed away. And when Christ, when God looks at me through the blood of Jesus Christ, cleansed, cleansed. Man, listen, that is amazing to me. But sometimes we will not raise up our hand and say, Lord, I will follow you. Yes, I hear you. Yes, I hear you. But I, I'm not, I can't follow you because of my past of what I've done. Listen, listen, he's forgiven you. If we, The Bible says he's faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. All unrighteousness. Next, maybe we won't follow Christ because we don't think we're worthy. Listen. We could all line up for that. We all deserve to go to hell. We all deserve to go to hell. None of us are worthy. We're not worthy. Listen, follow Christ. I'm so thankful that when God looks at me, he sees Jesus. When the devil tries to bring up my past, I can point him to the precious blood of Jesus Christ that covers all my sin. I hope during this epidemic during this time when man people are dying and you can't help but think about the people that die and you see those numbers and you wonder were they saved did they put their faith and trust in Jesus Christ Uh, I hope that when we come back in a few weeks I hope that in a few weeks when we come back together that we will be that you will be closer to God than you've ever been And that if God is putting you through a test during this time, that you will pass the test. Listen, I want to pass the test during this time. I want to become closer to Christ. I want to be where God would have me to be. Are you as a family, as a Christian, maybe you're not saved. Maybe you've never put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ. Listen, get it settled today. Maybe you're scared. Maybe you're scared about this time. Listen, I believe if we put our faith and trust in Jesus Christ, we can have that peace. And I hope that you will just say, Lord, I'm going to follow you. I'm going to follow you. Lord, whatever you have for me to do. Man, when we get back to church here, when we get back and we're able to come to church, if you want me to help in a Sunday school class, I'm going to do it. Yes, I might not be worthy. And we're not. None of us are. But listen, Christ can use you. Maybe you can be used on a bus route. Maybe you can be used in some way, shape, or form. But you just say, Lord, here's my life. I will follow you. Listen, I hope you'll say that today. What is it that Christ is wanting you to do? What is it that Christ is wanting you to do? Every head bowed and every eye closed. Every head bowed, every 